right. Glad you're with us. Thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you. Happy Friday. Write down our toll-free number. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. You know, you, you, you got to love how wrong people can be in the news media mob so often. You know, didn't Maggie Haberman get uh, credit for her phony reporting? What, did she get the Pulitzer Prize? I forgot who got it. They got two of them at the New York Toilet Paper Times over stories that end up being false. When are you going to return the, the, the Pulitzer the, the Prize? You know, this whole narrative she's been saying all week. Well, uh, you know, Donald Trump is telling people, everybody, that he's going to be uh, installed as president in August. Okay, I read it and I said, just more typical media mob BS. Now even fake news CNN says, yeah, Trump doesn't appear to believe that he'll be reinstated in August. Which, by the way, just in case you're interested in some truth, uh, that's not the way it works. Uh, Even if this happened, this happened, and this happened, uh, he doesn't get put in office. That's not how our Constitution works, legally works, et cetera, et cetera. But... I, I digress. We got a lot to get to today. Uh, important matters. But, I mean, when CNN fake news has to c- correct the New York Times, I'm like, it's, you can't even make this up. You really can't. Uh, we've got a lot on Fauci. We've got a lot on the economy. We've got a lot on uh, dismantle, defund the police, uh, all of which we're going to get to in the course of the program today. You know, it's yeah. I saw this in the Epic Times and the New York Post today. How Sippy Cup, your president, uh, Milky Warm Milky Joe, has now banned U.S. investment in Chinese firms with ties to China's military. Executive order, you know, amending a Trump era ban that prohibits U.S. investors from investing in Chinese military companies. Now the new order expands the previous prohibition list, adding you know Chinese defense, surveillance, technology firms, et cetera, et cetera. Now, finally, people are beginning to catch on on a couple of things. People, and I figured out why, because it was deeper than what I originally thought. Because when I called Joe weak, frail, a cognitive mess, and sippy cup, warm milky, and night-night, and bedtime stories, I'm really making a point, and it's not one that I, that I want to ever make because it's sad and it's scary. A weakened America with a weak president is not good. And Rasmussen confirmed in their poll this week. Yeah, the plurality of Americans surveyed see exactly what it is you see and I see that I'm apparently only one of the few brave people to even talk about. And then I said, you know, it's funny because I've always prepared for the mob, the media to come after me on this and say, well, you're saying that the American president is, is you know, cognitively compromised and weak and frail. And I'm like, Yep. And I got the tape to prove it. Our highlight reel, our long reel that we have, it goes on and on and on and on. And my answer to any criticism is going to be simple. I'm going to say, here, watch, you decide. You see, the reason these these media outlets, they don't want to address it. They don't want to say Hannity is saying these things because then Hannity's going to respond because they don't show their audiences Joe's, you know, well, let's just call them brain farts, whatever you want to call them, that uh, 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 stammering, stumbling, mumbling, bumbling, 
weak, confused, all of it. They don't show they don't show their audiences. They're just ignoring it. Just like they had the Joe Biden candidate protection program. Now it's the Joe Biden president protection program. You know, he's look, COVID cases are down, he says today. COVID deaths are up. I'm like, oh, my gosh. To sum it up, look, COVID cases are down. COVID deaths are up. No, they're not, Joe. We've seen a 20% dip in cases, 14% drop in COVID deaths over the last two weeks. But, you know, why let why let why let these things get in the way of some facts? Anyway, but back to the point about the, the executive order with China. When you think about Hunter Biden and you think about this laptop and you think about the revelations this week, we now know that Joe lied. We have the tape. Joe Biden said on three separate occasions, no, I had not, no knowledge, never spoke once to Hunter about his foreign business dealings. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business yes, dealings? Yes, I stand him? by that statement. Do you think it was wrong for him to take that position? No. Knowing that it was really because but, that but company it, wanted access to you. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? I'm saying it, Joe. Hunter's laptop is saying it, Joe. Now, here's the problem. Now we've got a now, now we have now we have the pictures. Not only did he talk to Hunter about his foreign business dealings, but he was going to dinner with Hunter's business partners from abroad. And we've got pictures of it. Now is the mob the media Will they go at that with the same ferocious passion that they have against all things Donald Trump? You know, I keep hearing this stuff about New York and reading about it every day. And a grand jury convened. Um, Did Donald Trump give information on a loan application uh, that was inaccurate? Well, let's say that he had an appraisal that maybe was high or maybe was low. I don't know. First of all, the idea that Donald Trump ever filled out an application is a pipe dream. I guarantee you he has accountants and lawyers that do all that crap. Um, anyway, but anybody that's going to lend millions and millions of dollars, tell me if I'm wrong, they, they have a fiduciary responsibility to do their own appraisal. And they said, no, this is the appraisal we're using. It's kind of a joke to me. But anyway, I digress. But now that we know zero experience Hunter... You know, why did he get the $1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China? We, we've not found any expertise experience with with these equity matters that he was dealing with with the Bank of China and ties to the Chinese military or the Chinese foreign national. Why did a Chinese foreign national, I'm going to take Hunter Biden's family on a, on a shopping spree and give them a hundred grand. Has that ever happened to any of you listening? And then you've got the compromise. So now we're compromised. Now the question in my mind is, now that Joe, uh, Joey Sippy Cup is president, and now we know that he lied about talking to 
about Hunter's context. What does it mean for Ukraine? What does it mean? I mean, we got pictures of of zero experience Hunter with a crack pipe in his mouth. I mean, the guy, he was a crack addict. And I'm OK. He says he got better. I hope he did. Fine. There we go. But the question is, is Joe compromised? Because if Joe's last name were Trump, we all know this would be a big deal. This is why I'm saying we don't have equal justice under the law in this country, equal application of our laws in this country anymore. We have a dual justice system. This is a great danger and threat to our republic. When you criminalize political differences, it's a threat to the republic. Where are the where's people on the left applying the same standards to Sippy Cup, you know, that they would to Donald Trump? They're non-existent. Hunter Biden's business dealings in China serve the strategic interests, the New York Post points out, of the country's communist government and military and may have imperiled American national security, you know, according to new documentary evidence that they have exclusively been previewed by the New York Post. Quote, riding the dragon, the Biden's Chinese secrets highlight several deals that Hunter was involved in as a board member of a Beijing-based company, BHR Partners Investment Firm. Following the founding of the firm, this was in Peter Schweitzer's book, Secret Empires, Hunter's new firm began making investment deals around the world that would serve the strategic interests of the Chinese government. Then he added, this new firm started making investment deals that would serve the strategic interests of the Chinese military. You understand how dangerous this is? Now we have the, now, okay, now we, we, we shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. The stroke of a pen, high-paying career jobs wiped out. Energy independence wiped out. Anwar wiped out. You know, all so we're energy independent. First time in 75 years. Gas prices average cost per gallon since Joey's been uh, in office up 65 cents. They're trying to say, well, it's still below the average of the... No, it's up 65 cents. And it's just the beginning. Inflation, 4.1%. Everything you buy now costs more. Heating, cooling your home, filling your gas tank, all costs more. Everything you purchase in a store, all costs more. You know, before this morning's job numbers came out, and it was disastrous by any objective measure, the mob and the media, they were saying May's jobs numbers is crucial to the Biden agenda. You're not hearing it from the mob today because they didn't get a particularly healthy number. And it was it, 559,000 new jobs. That's, that's a disaster. It is 43% lower than the 978,000 jobs that were forecast just yesterday by ADP. The media mob before today, they were saying that uh, the, this, this is a crucial moment for President Biden's economic agenda. Biden and his Democratic allies are hopeful that strong main numbers can vindicate their calls for patience uh, after April's disastrous job numbers. These numbers are not good. Another disappointing report. Barron's hiring disappointed again in May as companies across the country struggle to find enough help to satisfy booming demand even as they raise wages and offer sign-on bonuses, just like the McDonald's down in Florida paying 50 bucks if you just sit for an interview. 
was a piece out I read today. Is Biden's Venezuela-style economic agenda on the verge of collapse? It's a disaster right now. And now Joe's got another problem. He's beginning to lose support among this most radical left-wing base uh, because he's not, you know, he's not forcing an agenda completely through with the stroke of a pen. I mean, it's there are fearful Republicans may take the deal that Biden offered on infrastructure. And you know, now they want to go back to this whole idea of using the reconciliation process. Well, the Senate parliamentarian threw a lot of cold water on that, saying, well, you got to go all the way back and redo the whole thing that you did with the one point nine billion dollar blue state bailout that you called the the covid emergency relief bill, which it wasn't. Biden's now offering to lower the corporate tax increase to 15% minimum to get Republicans into this infrastructure stupidity. I, no Republican should support any tax increase on any corporation because corporations don't pay taxes. They pass the costs on to we, the people, you, the American people. So the left wing, the mob of the, uh, the radicals that run the Biden administration, they're, they're now... They're now losing support big time, and, it, and it's getting personal. I mean, you see all these, you know, MSDNC, New Green Deal, radical socialist programs, fake news, CNN, they're all turning on each other because Joe Manchin and, and Senator Sinema, you know, are saying, no, well, no we're going we're gonna to have a bipartisan infrastructure bill, and we're not going to have one, and they're not going to go along with this power grab that the radical left wants to use. Now, now the left is furious. A great article today by Kimberly Strassel of the Journal, how Biden's agendas hit a Senate wall and the Senate parliamentarian, a woman, woman by the name of Elizabeth McDonough, uh, took away the Democrats' plans to use the reconciliation process. It's just basically a way to bypass the need for 60 votes uh, for cloture. Anyway, uh, to expand and whisk through Joe's trillion dollars of, of expansion of government and you know they want her fired they literally want her fired and they want to you know lump all these bills together this is how they passed obamacare uh, even though scott brown was elected as the final vote against obamacare so the entire agenda is blowing up in in joe and the and the radical new green deal socialist face and you know, I don't think Joe knows what day of the week it is, to be very honest. I just I don't see it anyway. So Joe's now having to reach out to Republicans. I'll, I'll I won't I'll only raise the corporate tax hike to 15 percent minimum. OK, no Republican should support that because that's a tax increase on every product, every consumer buys, every service, every consumer uses. This agenda is an unmitigated disaster. This is not going to end well. Socialism, whatever form, whatever name, whatever manifestation it takes on, everything's free, free, free. In reality, just like they can't take care and provide a good education for your kids, they can't provide for law and order, they didn't keep their keep your doctor plan and save money promises, and they certainly have not done a good job with the lockbox for Social Security and Medicare because they're both headed towards insolvency. You can't believe them. They're lying. It will result in more poverty. It will result in broken promises, false hope, and end with 
Well, how much freedom did you compromise and give up in the name of false security? We'll continue. 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. So I'm being mocked and made fun of and ridiculed by Linda and our team here, Sweet Baby James in particular, because it's not the first time this has happened. But I had to get a new phone today because my old phone... Well, you want to tell it? You want to tell what happened? Go right ahead. You go enjoy yourself. Explain. Well, you 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 seem to be losing your grip in your senior years. Oh, and I think a big part of it is probably from all of the dojo experience with uh, you know, Mr. Sensei and yeah, you're beating be, the crap be, be, out of me. Beat the crap other. out of me all week. This was a rough so, week. So, you know, and you like to show me your broken fingers, which I would really rather not see ever. No, they're pretty and, they're disgusting your hands are gross and so you you know you've got these mangled hands and then you're you know you can't stop texting or talking you're like a 13 year old girl with your phone and so you know texting 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 and then where does the phone end up because i don't have any email that doesn't matter you always texted like this because you you took it away from me you're welcome well you didn't tell the story costa had enough all right, it fell in the toilet. Are you done? Do you want me to say it? And it's not the first time. Yeah, I time. wanted you to say it. That's why I left that part just for It you. fell in the toilet. And sweet baby Jason, James do you have the bidet sound? Because Sean has fancy it. toilets. You know, he doesn't okay. have normal toilets. Oh, good grief. Is there a bidet sound? Because I don't know what that sounds like. Oh, my like. gosh. No, there's oh, not. yeah, there's, there's a bidet sound. No, they're like heated seats, so you can get them heated. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe if the seat was the the seat wasn't heated, you'd it's be focused a, on holding it, it your costs phone. Like you know, twenty bucks more, and it's you know, it's it's a new invention. It's a Listen, great invention. Whole new way it. of thinking about the hottie toddy, right? You know, uh, I just you know, I if it didn't happen <laughs> like two other times, I'm like, oh, again, I did it. Again. First of all, no one drops their phone more than you. You have cracked your screen, smashed your screen, uh, dropped your screen. Uh, I, I, I've never seen anything like we it in my the, life. You, but the phone guy's great. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, of course he's great. He's making a fortune for you. I know. I'm like, I know, and I'm helping Apple. Good grief. Yeah, that's anyway. all we need. Hey, well, anyway, I, we tried. To, we tried to dry it out. How do you not have one of those dryer. covers tried, that protect you know, your phone when you drop them? Well, then they don't work as good anymore. So it just, you know, then it slows me down. Once that thing slows down, I'm ready to buy a new one anyway. And I'm like, this thing sucks. And I just get pissed. I have no patience for anything that is technical. I can't stand it. Or just anything. You could have just stopped at anything. I have no patience for anything. That's not, and that no, would have been. I'm actually very patient. You are? What are you patient with? Uh, uh, okay. Yes, do tell. Does anyone ever get fired from the show? No. I'm sorry. The first thing you go to, do people get fired from the show? I'm patient. I, 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 I've only let people Or people do the their show. job so you don't have to fire them. No, good grief. All right, can we move on? <laughs> Are you done? It's embarrassing. Oh, I got plenty. I'll admit it's We could do this all day. I need to stop bringing it in there. That's the problem. Everybody takes their phone in the bathroom. It's like the new library. It's stupid because they're expensive. I mean, I'm not trying to throw money away. Well, not everybody drops it down the toilet. No, I'm not saying you that. You know who would always give me a phone every time I saw him is Rush. Oh, my gosh. Rush, yeah, Rush always had the there. new phones. Yeah, he gave me two, and then he mailed me another one. I'm like, he's... He well, he heard. He heard about the bathroom experience at the Hannity yeah. household. He's like, oh, okay. I better give him a backup. He's so generous with this stuff. Love, and he, he loved technical stuff. I'm like, I can't he stand did. it. You know who else um, loves it is Mark Simone. Mark Simone's like that. Is he? Good. Maybe he mm-hmm. can start supplying me with phones. All right, I'll take I'll, it. I'll let him know. 
I'll tell you one thing I'm very angry at. This this waiver for Putin in the pipeline, we're going to get into it later. We have a challenger, conservative challenger, against Lisa Murkowski, the rhino in, in Alaska. I mean, this is killing Alaska. This is, this is a big part of their... People of Alaska get a check from the state every year. They don't pay any state income taxes. They get a check for being a citizen of Alaska. And I love Alaska. It's the only state I haven't been to, but I love it because I love the Alaska shows I watch, like Deadliest Catch and Life Below Zero and, and all these, these you know rugged individualists and off-the-grid shows, and I'm fascinated by it. You know, so but Vladimir gets a waiver, and... Uh, our guys that work on our X Keystone XL pipeline, they get a pink slip. Tell me what that does that have anything to do with Hunter's relationship with the first lady of Moscow, the Russian oligarch, where he got three and a half million? I mean, at what point does Congress not say Joe lied and not only did he talk to Hunter, he met with all of these people, these oligarchs, these these foreign business dealer dealings people with with Hunter. No experience. Millions here, millions there, millions everywhere. I guess Deutsche Bank, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Chase. You know, I guess all of these companies weren't weren't good enough. We needed we needed the crack addict to to get these the one point five billion dollar deal with the Bank of China. You know what? It's suspending oil drilling leases in, in Alaska is an unmitigated financial disaster for that state. And by the way, I'm yet to hear a peep. At a rhino, Lisa Murkowski, about it. So you'll meet Kelly Chewbacca, who's running against her and has a tremendous support there. I think she's going to win. Anyway, that's coming up in the course of the show. Um, but it's so frustrating. It's like, oh, let's make Russia rich again. Russia first policies, China first policies. You know, let, let's support Israel's enemies. Unbelievable. Um, but all that's happened. By the way, what's Joe going to do with Russia now that we've had two Russian cyber attacks? The Colonial Pipeline and JBS, the largest meat producer in the country. I'm sorry, meat prices already going skyrocketing even, even before this. Like energy prices are skyrocketing. Everything's skyrocketing. Uh, let me uh, move on. We've got Dr. Fauci. Now Biden has become the, the chief apologist for flip-flop Fauci. Now, we'll get into this with our medical experts at the top of the hour, but we now have this understanding, this January 31st email uh, and February 1st email sent to Dr. Fauci. And that happened to be the same day that Trump put the xenophobic hysterical travel ban in effect, 10 days after the first identified case of corona in the country. And, and literally, Fauci is, is told in this email, hi, Tony, and it goes on to describe their analysis of the virus, and it concludes the unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the genome. So one has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that, the, that some of the features potentially look engineered. Oh, gain of function. Oh. Fauci funded. Fauci knew on day 10, January 31st of 2020. And now Biden's White House, he's been wrong on everything. And he's not been like one of these doctors on the ground. He's been, you know, too busy doing, you know, TV interviews and, you know, speeches and public appearances. 
he's, he's never been on the ground. Trump is right. Trump actually, justthenews.com put out a statement. A lot of questions that must be answered by Fauci. The funding of the Wuhan Institute of Virology by his NIH started in the Obama administration, ended under the Trump administration. When I heard about it, I said, no way in hell. Donald Trump said, what did Fauci know about gain of function research? When did he know it? Trump's right. Just like Trump was right in May of last year. Oh, this, oh that's been debunked uh, that, uh, that there's been any uh, activity uh, in the lab. This lab leak conspiracy theory has been defunct, debunked. And, you know, then all the uh, political fact checkers. No, that's a debunked conspiracy theory from Fox News and guys like Hannity. No, apparently it wasn't. It made sense, didn't it? Because they study coronaviruses in the Wuhan uh, virology lab. They, they worked on gain of function and Fauci knew it. And Fauci said in 2012, yeah, no, I support gain of function, even if it risks a worldwide pandemic. Gain of function is about manipulating viruses to make them more lethal. Even acknowledge that if, if gotten in the wrong hands, it could be a disaster. You know, in another statement, Trump said China should pay a whopping $10 trillion. That, that's probably a low number. Everyone is beginning to say, yeah, Trump was right about this. You know, Trump also noted Fauci was not enthusiastic about his efforts to rush the development of the vaccine. He said, quote, Dr. Fauci didn't put an emphasis on speed of vaccine production because he thought it would take three, four or five years to create. I got it done in less than nine months. Operation Warp Speed. In retrospect, the vaccine is saving the world. We ordered billions of dollars worth of vaccines before we knew it even worked. Had that not been done, our vaccines would not have been administered until October of this year. No one would have had the shot that has now saved the world and millions of lives. Just like, by the way, the travel ban wasn't so xenophobic, was it? China had their own travel ban. You can't leave Wuhan province and go anywhere else in China. You can't visit Wuhan province if you live in any other place in China. But you can go from Wuhan to the rest of the world. And now the White House circle back Jen Psaki press secretary saying he's an undeniable asset. No, he's not. What did he do? He's been wrong. Now we find out from the New York Post today, the Chinese military researchers were part of a project that created mice with humanized lungs, apparently to test the infectiousness of various viruses, according to a report out yesterday. The bioengineered rodents were developed using gene editing technology Mentioned, by the way, April 2020 study that U.S. government virologists flagged for the National Security Council. Their 23 authors include 11 who work for, oh, the Chinese uh, Army's Medical Research Institute. Oh, it's in China's best interest to be forthcoming. No, it's not. They've been lying to the world the whole time. And you're helping them in spite of now we know you knew better. It's unbelievable. You know what? And Democrats, oh, they, they want they want all sorts of investigations, except they don't want a probe into the origins of the coronavirus. Why? Six hundred thousand dead Americans, the impact on every single American, the disruption of how many lives, the psychological impact that you can't calculate, the cost associated with it. You know, even the Wall Street Journal said if Congress doesn't investigate, Biden should establish a commission. Don't hold your breath. Mike Pompeo's on tonight, and he's like saying, uh, 
Fauci saw everything I saw. So he knows more than anybody. He'll be on tonight. Also, Rand Paul's on tonight. Because Rand Paul said, told you. You know, these days he's sounding like a Chinese government mouthpiece. It's unbelievable. No, you don't want to be accusatory in tone. Why not? It's a hostile regime. They're even threatening nuclear war against us, saying they're preparing for nuclear war against the U.S. Unbelievable. Yeah, I guess Trump was right with his travel ban. I guess Trump was right on a lot of things. You know, Fauci arguing gain-of-function research worth risking a global pandemic caused by a lab leak. How dumb in retrospect is that comment? You can't even make this up. You have emails February 1st, 2020. Fauci's colleagues, they were concerned that the NIH may have funded this Chinese lab and its gain-of-function research. You have a new Vanity Fair report stating uh, State Department staffers, they were warned early on not to probe the origins of the virus because it could open a can of worms. What in God, what is happening here? You protect the American people. Fauci's just now repeating Chinese propaganda. Don't sound too accusatory. They might get mad at us and everything. No, you, because he wants to protect himself. You know, one expert sent Fauci an email warning him China's severely undercounting their COVID-19 death toll. We, we knew about this at the time. We reported it at the time. And people that were whistleblowers were disappearing in the dark of night, never to be seen again. Pompeo saying the NIH tried to suppress the State Department virus probe. And, and Pompeo saying Fauci repeating Chinese Communist Party excuses. It's unbelievable. What did we learn? Was Fauci silenced by Donald Trump? Yeah, well, according to his emails, Fauci had little patience for claims that his statements in the early days were being restricted. I'm not being muzzled or censored, he said. Oh, that goes against what the mob and the media was saying. You know, they just lie constantly, the media. They just never stop lying. You know, what were the the origins? The emails show Fauci was warned early. That the virus was engineered. The email's January 31st. This is 10 days after the first identified case. The day that Trump put the travel ban in effect. Even Fauci in one interview with us. Yeah, it probably saved millions of lives. Fauci's boss admits funding the Wuhan lab. We had, But we had no control over what they were doing. Why are we giving China a red... Why do we give them a penny? How stupid is this country? Unbelievable. State Department staffer warned officials not to investigate. What? Because it would open a can of worms. Wow. One former State Department investigator on the leaked emails, I don't trust these scientists about the Wuhan lab. He doesn't trust them. Why should you trust them? And Rand Paul slamming Fauci. His his book is science fiction. He was right. Rand Paul was right. Cruz was right. Graham was right. Senator Kennedy, they were all right. New intel lending more credence to the Wuhan lab theory as the WHO pressured people not to talk about it. This is so corrupt. Right, hour two, Sean Hannity show toll free on numbers 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, it, it is fascinating to watch the Biden propaganda White House. Remember, we found tape last week of Circleback Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, 
Yeah, what's up with Joe's cognitive stuff? It's weird. Now Jen Psaki saying Fauci is an undeniable asset. No, he's not. He's been a liability. He was even told, and the email was too long to read, that there are therapeutics that are showing great promise. Remember the two prestigious medical journals that had had pieces published uh, about the dangerous hydroxychloroquine? Yeah, they had to unpublish them. And now we have uh, almost 10 studies, starting with the Henry Ford study, that shows taken early, yeah, it's uh, it's been effective in mitigating um, some of the symptoms in many people. And, of course, Dr. Daniel Wallace, the risk is nil. 42 years, largest lupus rheumatoid arthritis practice in the country. He's been dispensing this medicine for 44 years. It's 65 or 70 years old. The risk is nil. Anyway, so they're circling the wagons. And then, of course, you have the flip-flop Fauci you know, brigaded, and I'm only touching the surface here. Isn't it just theater? No, it's not. the vaccine and you're wearing two masks. Isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let's get down to the facts. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. I am now much more comfortable in, in people seeing me indoors without a mask. I mean, before the CDC made the recommendation change, I didn't want to look like I was giving mixed signals. Now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. One mask is good, two masks are better. A year or two or more from now, that during certain seasonal periods, mm-hmm. when you have respiratory-borne viruses like the flu, people might actually elect to wear masks. It's very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. So I wanted to ask, are you still confident that it developed naturally? No, I'm not convinced uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China. Now, we have gone through these emails and we've been explaining to them to you. With uh, We did it with our fine tooth comb. Um, but here to weigh in on it is Dr. Brian Tyson, board certified family medicine, 14 years in the ER hospital uh, experience, urgent care, El Centro, California. Dr. George Fareed, uh, they discussed the information coming out. Um, you know, uh, welcome back, both of you. And Dr. Tyson, perhaps I'll begin with, with you today, if you don't mind. But Hi, Tony. Thanks for listening. I saw this uh, earlier today, and both Eddie and myself actually quoted it. A great article, but uh, the problem is is that the analysis is not able to answer whether the sequence are unusual in individual residues, except that they are completely off on the, and I know I'm going to get it wrong, uh, phyogenic tree. The virus looks uh, totally normal, and the close clustering Clustering of the the bats suggests that bats serve as the reservoir. The unusual features of the virus make up a a really small part of the genome. And uh, so one has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features, uh, they look engineered. That would be gain of function, if I'm not mistaken. You're the expert, Dr. Tyson. Yeah, thanks, John, for having me. And and that's exactly um, what we, uh, when I, I started doing our research on coronavirus, when it first came out, because I wanted to get all the information that we possibly could, um, that 2008 study showed that they were using the SARS coronavirus of 2003, and they were using recombination to 
upregulate the ORF8 protein uh, that would attach to the ACE2 receptor in humans. So basically what they were using was they were using coronaviruses from bats, the horseshoe bat that they found out of uh, the southeast portion of China. They put those, those bats, because they, they carry coronavirus normally, brought them to the lab. They were using those coronaviruses, and they were uh, recombinating them with an HIV-like virus uh, shell uh, and trying to upregulate a protein to see if it could be uh, attached to the ACE2 receptor for human um, infection. That was accomplished in 2015, and there's a clear chain of evidence regarding that. And when you go back to uh, Fauci's emails and you see one of his emails has an attachment that says SARS gain-of-function PDF. So they knew damn well what they were doing. Uh, they offshored the research to China, and this this coronavirus clearly came out of the lab. You know, when he said in 2012, Dr. Fareed, when he, Fauci, when he suggested that, well, even if, if it's, it's such important work, gain of function, that even if it results in a worldwide pandemic, I support it. Now, maybe I'm just a layman. I'm not a doctor. As you know, I don't dispense medical advice on this program. I strongly urge people to research, talk to people like yourself, uh, talk to their doctor, doctors, people that trust in the medical field, get every opinion possible. Then you make up your own mind. Sean Hannity doesn't know your unique medical condition, nor am I qualified. Uh, but I do believe in vaccines, and I do believe in therapeutics, and I do believe in science. Now that we are reading all of this, do you have any doubt that, in fact, this is gain-of-function, an altered virus that took place in that lab? Thank you, Sean. <clears throat> Again, I, I don't have any doubt of that. I doubt uh, this, this is a virus that... Uh, came from, wasn't in nature, is what I should say. Uh, we have um, terrible things that have occurred, and, and unfortunately the face of that is Dr. F is Fauci, uh, that, uh, as, as Brian has stated, uh, that the, this many things, he was responsible for communicating what he knew in an honest way and, and helping us avoid the fears of this pandemic and helping us strike out against the the multiplication of the virus uh, such that uh, the fatalities wouldn't have uh, developed that they are. What we have, the 800-pound the gorilla in the room is still the deaths occurring. We're getting an average daily death rate in the United States of 400, and that means in a week we're seeing the full component of our number of deaths that we had in 9-11. And we knew uh, from the get-go, from the work of Selenko and Rao, that the hydroxychloroquine would be an integral part of an effective treatment. Now we combine in additional agents, including ivermectin or fluvoxamine or, and monoclonal antibodies. But the, he's still not, uh, he should be stepping to the microphone daily, talking, encouraging early treatment and, and safety. Okay, treatment. this is where I need to stop you, because... Yeah. Um, both of you showed incredible independence, incredible strength and fortitude and in, in putting the patients. You, you both read Dr. Wallace's. He, you, I think we all agree he is the premier expert on hydroxychloroquine in the country. And he said the risk is nil, 42 years experience dispensing it. And neither of you were willing to go along with the, the back and forth. And you're on the front lines. 
between the two of you, you have treated thousands and thousands of patients with COVID-19. You did not buy into the go home, check your oxygen and your temperature. If your temperature goes up, take two Tylenol. And then if your oxygen drops below 90, then maybe you should go to the hospital when you're dying. And to your, you know, and, and you have seen results. Now we have clinical based studies that back up that you were right about these early therapeutics that were mocked and ridiculed and made fun of. Prestigious medical journals had to rescind uh, papers against hydroxychloroquine. We now know from Dr. Fauci's emails that he was told that it is showing positive effects. This was anecdotal at the time to treat coronavirus, COVID-19. But you guys went your own way. You did not capitulate to this groupthink pressure. And your results have been nothing short of, I would argue, because we've discussed it, phenomenal. Am I wrong, Dr. Tyson? No, you're not, you're not wrong at all. And, and that's the thing is, you know, every time that we're, we on the front line start, um, you know, treatment with something, we always reevaluate and see, is this working? Is this not working? Clearly, if it wasn't working or clearly if it was dangerous, we would have stopped using it. You know, that's, that's what doctors do. You know, we, we try a treatment out. We try a therapeutic out. If it's, if it's functional and it's, and it's working well, we're going to repeat it. And that's the whole, the whole uh, science preface, which is, is, is what you're doing repeatable? And we've done that now with over 6,000 patients, 6,000 patients, 98% reduction in hospitalizations and 100% reduction in mortality when used early. Let me let me um, ask you, whoa, you are you saying that that your protocols that you instituted very early on that you if it was if it was started early, you'd never lost a single patient? Not a single one. Not Over single six thousand patients? Over six thousand patients. Yeah. You know, I and, will and tell they, you this. Um, I don't give dispensed medical advice, but I have, and both of you know this, referred people that I know to you. And I can tell one case in particular, Dr. Fareed, that you were involved in. I don't know if that was a life or death situation. To me, it seemed dire by the time I got involved in it. And you know, you're correct. Yeah, that was a very, very advanced case. Uh, and a very, a really uh, almost at the point of going on a ventilator, going to the hospital. And he turned around within days. Fortunately, it's very gratifying in that regard. Well, I, I, I can't I thank you enough. I mean, how do I repay you for, for doing no, You no. did it for free. <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, you didn't you didn't say Hannity sent me a case of wine or anything. Uh, no, I never I'd do that. I, I let, let me just make one point, uh, Sean, and, and maybe Brian can add to it. Uh, Fauci is the face of vaccines, the face of do nothing, uh, ignoring fatalities mounting up that we could not tolerate. And the vaccines are fine. They, they are not the res, uh, res, uh, re, resulting in the uh, elimination of the pandemic, as, as was hoped by Fauci. They will help. But as a personal example, I have a daughter in her early 30s uh, working, uh, having to go to Paris. She would be immunized. She even had COVID-19 previously. She called me crying that she's paused for COVID in Paris. So I got information to her to what to do to contact the doctors who use the Raoul protocol. But the, but the vaccines are not completely effective, and they, they can, they, the public should know that early treatment would then be instituted. And they, well, the and we have more recover. weapons, though, Dr. Farid. Now we've got Regeneron yeah. and Eli Lilly. You talked about the monoclonal cocktails. Well, 
we have yeah. these these therapeutics. Why the hell are they not using them regularly? Well, they're not that, entirely that, nece- uh, the the whole part of the early treatment. That uh, they are a good part if they can be in, uh, made available. But uh, we we for ten months were treating without them with the great results, and and they'll continue to be that. Well, I'm and, 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 I, and I mean this. I, I I it's not easy. You know, I'll tell you who else took a lot of heat. Doctor Oz took a lot of heat. Number one, he came on my show. He got heat for that. Number two, um, he he too said, uh, I know hydroxychloroquine works because I've given it to patients. There was, and, and, and literally, he says, it saved people's lives. But nobody wanted to hear. He's on the, he was on the front lines. He was helping people every day also. He, this guy was up like you guys till three in the morning calling everybody in France and every other country and, and finding any anecdotal information he could pass on to people. I mean, you guys are really dedicated to your, your craft, your profession, your skill, which is you know, more important than mine, you're saving lives. Yeah, Sean, I mean, you have to, you have to understand, I mean, you know, true, true physicians, that, that's what we got into to medicine for. When you have a parking lot full of 300 patients and you've got, you know, every age group imaginable and they're scared, Sean, they were scared to death. Everybody thought when they got COVID, they were going to die. So Everybody. I I, I, there is a psychological component that I, that I know because, trust me, I've, I've passed on the information you guys have been given to me to many, many people, and you both have been very generous. All right, I have a one less personal off-topic off, off comment here. So Linda takes CBD happy pills, okay? We have an advertiser, cbdistillery.com, for people that want natural alternatives to, to pharmaceuticals. I want her to take her happy pill before the show so she's nicer to me. She doesn't take it till after the show. Would you guys prescribe her the happy pills before the show? <laughs> I think they're on yes. my side. I think you're going to lose this one. Yeah, I'm not sure that we <laughs> Look how that. quiet they are. They're like, nope, not getting in the middle. <laughs> she's always Listen, happy with we, that. we know better than to mess with Linda, too, Sean. Uh, you know, this really... <laughs> well, I'm not... I, I'm, I stand here like the lone voice to, to defend myself. It's unbelievable. Uh, thank you both for all that you've done for the people, you know, you guys were on the front lines. You were in the trenches. Really quickly, uh, Sean, Fauci had the obligation to verify genetic modification. He and I were contemporaries. In 1975, I was working on genetic engineering in an animal virus, and we uh, had a, a, a... moratorium that was started at the Asilomar uh, Conference Center in Pacific Grove with all the best uh, scientists at that time. And we adhered to that moratorium. They should have adhered I'll to that moratorium. I'll tell you what, why don't, we, why don't we hit this on the other side? i got to take a break. We'll have some final thoughts, and then we'll get to your calls. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. Quick break, right back. Hi, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? Let me play flip-flop Fauci, who needs to be fired. First in 2012, warning the uh, dual-use research gain-of-function has the potential for malevolent applications. And then you'll hear Fauci say in 2012, you know, the knowledge from dual-use research gain-of-function uh, in the hands of those with ill intent and not exactly good. But then he says, yeah, but I still support it, even if it's a worldwide pandemic as a result. I can't believe he said it, but he did. As you mentioned in your statement, the issue at hand is the ongoing threat of the emergence of an H5N1 pandemic influenza and the research that was supported by the NIH to address this threat. 
the conduct and publication of the results of such research in the form of the two manuscripts that you mentioned has focused considerable public attention on the issue of dual-use research, namely research that is directed at providing new information critical to the public health, but at the same time has the potential for malevolent applications. My written testimony is submitted for the record, and in my few minutes of time, I will highlight just a few important aspects of this issue. Since transmissibility of a virulence virus was increased, this constitutes dual-use research of concern, or DERC, which is shown on this poster. If a particular research experiment is identified as DERC, that designation does not necessarily mean that such research should not be published, nor should it even be prohibited in the first place. However, it does call for us, as you mentioned, to balance carefully the benefit of the research to the public health, the biosafety and biosecurity conditions under which the research is conducted, and the potential risk that the knowledge gained from such research might fall into the hands of those with ill intent. The ultimate goal of the NIH in its embrace of this new policy is to ensure that the conduct and communication of research in this area remain transparent and open at the same time as the risk-benefit ratio of such research clearly tips towards benefiting society. The public, which has a stake in the risks as well as in the benefits of such research, deserves a rational and transparent explanation of how these decisions are made. Well, we didn't get any of that. And then even going on to suggest that, yeah, even if it risks a worldwide pandemic. And then we have the issue of, you know, how much money the NIH, your tax dollars, went to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where we now believe the gain, where the origins of the COVID-19 virus started. And, of course, uh, gain of function capability and that it, it, it happened, the very thing that he said. And, of course, then him feverishly, as these emails show, at least my interpretation is clear. Yeah, we, uh, uh, they're going to tie it to uh, us. Uh, uh, was gain of function going on with the money we gave him? Um, yeah. And then, of course, then running defense for China. This is this is nuts. Final thoughts, Dr. Brian Tyson, Dr. George Fareed. Uh, I'll let you go first, Dr. Tyson. For me, it's the biggest tragedy. I mean, when you look at what was going on, what they knew it was going on, they knew it, it got leaked out of the lab, and they hid it from the world um, and then played defense the whole time um, so that they can make a ton of money out of this through their vaccine program, uh, discounting everything that came out that showed to be treatable. Um, it's, it's unimaginable. It's unethical. It's immoral. Um, and it's just downright uh, criminal at this point, uh, especially when you can, you can go back and you can trace what we've seen and, and how we've been censored for telling the truth for 17 months to, to now be vindicated, uh, to me, is too late. I mean, it's, it's too late. It's gone on too long. It's, it's, it's tragic. Uh, I mean, it's beyond tragic. And this is beyond dangerous. And the idea that we'd give one penny to any lab uh, of virology in China, a hostile regime led by a hostile actor, uh, is unconscionable to me. Dr. Fareed, you get the last word. I, I, Brian, I really well stated, uh, and the, I'll just add a few words that uh, the main one being that we, we were there, uh, we knew what, was, what could be done, and we were trying to get the word out and sending communications all over our, our country to, Dr., to President Trump and to Fauci and to 
our local uh, representatives, but they they didn't have the really the the empathy and the a real uh, commitment to come out and meet with us or meet with other groups around the country. And and it, but the real tragedy is that they we're still getting uh, uh, censorship, that Google has censored uh, Dr. Zelenko on Google Docs, where he had a terrific dis- uh, presenta- uh, information to deal with the early treatment. We... Um, it's it's just un, uh, un, it's well, terrible just, listen, what's going on. I, we would call conspiracy theorists if, if if you just raise the question. We all knew this this Wuhan Institute of Virology studied coronaviruses. We also knew yeah. that they were involved in gain of research, gain of function. And yet, if you raise the question, well, that's where the virus came from. Did it happen in the lab? Oh, that is a debunked conspiracy theory. Mm, apparently not. Um, anyway, I want to thank you both. To, now, I'll give you guys one more crack. Can you please encourage Linda to take her happy pills at noon every day instead of 6 p.m. Eastern? Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I shall. I, I encourage thank you. Thank you. Linda, yeah, absolutely. You highly recommend it, right? <laughs> yes, it is. It it's is. good for my mental yeah. health. It's, it's going to be good for everybody. Yeah, it, it, I've seen She's it. not defending well herself, which other, is a good thing. Yes, well, Dr. Right. Fareed is a dear friend, and I will take anything he says under consideration. Okay, so you're going to take you, you. So, Dr. Fareed just said that you need to take your happy pills at noon every day. You're going to take them at noon. I consider my medical privacy to be just that. Private. Didn't ask about medical privacy. You said you would take. Right, what Dr. He said Fareed. Is, it oh, is your. Uh, you see that? It is private. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I got checkmate, okay. my friend. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. A great job, and you know. You got to understand people like Dr. Tyson, Dr. Fareed and others, uh, you know, they have to stand up to the entire medical establishment and say your way of doing nothing isn't good. Your way of just ignoring this is is, it's just not going to work. And they 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 were in the front lines in the trenches. Amazing. What was Dr. Fauci? He, He was too busy doing interviews, emails and speeches. And writing a but, book, apparently. Sean, can we just talk really quickly? I know we have another guest coming up, but just one quick point. Yeah, 6,000 sure. lives they saved. 6,000. I mean, that to me is just, oh, Listen, I can't. I, 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 I didn't gosh. lose one person that I got involved in. And, they, and by the way, you know I had one horrific case. Yeah, horrific. you did. And the problem is, is that a lot of the doctors on the East Coast, even if they wanted to help, they can't. Because they're being completely stonewalled. From the therapeutics. I mean, just think of stupid stuff like if you wanted hydroxychloroquine, you had to go into an emergency room. Now, if you didn't have uh, COVID when you went in, you certainly had it when you left because it was exactly a petri right. dish. I exactly mean, it was right. so stupid, you know, or, or the whole nursing home disaster. It wasn't just New York. It was New Jersey. It was Pennsylvania. It was Michigan. It was California. They, they all did this stupid things. And, and then, you know, if you were a doctor that said, maybe a good idea to try these these therapeutics okay we don't have clinical studies but you go to war with the army you have not the one you wish you had and the risk is nil okay if the risk is nil i'm willing to try anything instead of dying or and telling people well yes just take tylenol if your oxygen drops below 90 you probably should go to a hospital then at that point you're done now you're in a war and you're losing about president trump you know president trump you know, one of the things that he, you know, heralded was the right to try. Love why, that. why don't that we have the best the right bill to ever try? passed? I mean, it's insanity. I'm like, this Listen, is the whole my body, research. my choice. Where's all the liberals now? 
there was promising research out of Israel in the middle of this, and I'm I'm not going to share. You know, it had nothing to. I didn't call anybody in the government, but it was I. I got in touch with the researchers. I got in touch with it because there was one person, very advanced, very severe, life or death case, and that they had shown promising results. <clears throat> we got to the point they were willing to share it uh, for humanitarian and compassionate reasons. And it turned out it wasn't necessary. But can you imagine? If, if it's me, I want the right to try everything. Correct. I'm not ready to go yet. I need some more time to annoy you. Exactly right. 941 Sean is our number. Uh, we want to update you quick on the border, by the way. Our friend Andy Biggs, Congressman, Arizona, 29 other members of Congress, they are pushing back against the DHS picks from uh, Biden and his comrades. And so today, Andy Biggs is leading the effort with Brian Babin and some others. Um, and it's part of the chairs of the Congressional Border Security Caucus. And literally, they're, they're, they're trying to get the laws of this land enforced. Congressman, welcome back. Tell us specifically what you're doing. Sean, good to be with you. Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the Senate to block the nominees for three very important positions. The head of the uh, Border Patrol head of ICE, and um, and the head of the USCIS, the U.S. Customs and Immigration Services. These are three people, Sean, that um, they have imposed policies in either police department, sheriff's department uh, that they've headed, or in the Biden transition team that have given us the crisis today. They support sanctuary cities. They support open borders. They don't want to enforce the laws. One, the guy that they've picked to to be uh, the ICE uh, head of ICE, Ed Gonzalez from, from Houston, Texas, he won't even let the sheriffs uh, uh, participate in immigration enforcement with ICE, and they want to make him the lead. This is, I'm telling you, we're trying to get the Senate uh, to have a backbone and, and really step up and, and help us defeat these nominees. Uh, you know, it's pretty unbelievable. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with uh, Andy Biggs on the other side, the latest on immigration. Then you'll meet uh, Kelly Chewbacca. She's the Senate candidate challenging for the nomination uh, Lisa Murkowski in Alaska. I want to talk about my friends. You know what? I got to do it this weekend. I get to go out on my Hustler turf, my new, newly redesigned for 2021 Hustler Raptor. It is the most fun to drive this mower. They make the best, by far, zero-turn mowers on the market today. They're built like tanks. You know, compare a Hustler to any other comparable model out there and, and in the same price range. There is no comparison, and it's just fun to drive. Uh, my professional landscaper has been out of 40 years and he saw my Raptor. Then he, he literally got the professional models. He got two of them and, and you can do, he, with his model could actually mow a football field, cut the lawn and including both end zones in less than 10 minutes. Linda has hers. I have mine. It is fun to ride and it gets the job done. It is the best built. It has the most comfort. It is built to last. It has the best engines. And you're going to love it. Learn the Hustler difference. Find the local dealer near you. Just go to HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. Quick break. Right back. When we come back, the woman that is challenging in a primary, Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, will join us straight ahead. All right, as we continue, Congressman Andy Biggs from Arizona, uh, now joining with 29 other members of Congress, to enforce our immigration laws. 
Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, uh, who I support is for re-election. I think he's done a great job. And anyway, he is now promised that Texas is going to arrest any people that enter the state of Texas illegally. And the other night when I had him on TV, I said to him, Congressman, I said, well, the laws of the land do not allow people to enter this country illegally. But yet Joe Biden is not only letting them in, he's processing them. Uh, Then he's putting the kids in cages that he built in the middle of a pandemic and they're literally living on top of each other, preventing child protective services access even. And then he's giving transportation in the dark at night and he's transporting illegal immigrants to all 48 states, meaning in the continental U.S. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because why do I think if I did that, Congressman, that that would be called aiding and abetting criminal activity or trafficking? Well, because you you think about this rationally. Uh, You're exactly right. This crisis, it's inhumane in so many ways. It's criminal. And um, everybody who crosses that border uh, illegally has committed a misdemeanor the first time. Most of them, many of them, come back the second time. That's a felony to enter twice. And so, so... Biden is basically this is this is willful. This is intentional. This is not negligence on his part. This is a designed policy and a designed uh, catastrophe. And uh, we can't get the left stream media to cover it. You're doing a great job. So many people, conservative uh, media outlets, cover this because they realize that this is a severe crisis. Anytime you have. Um, uh, getting close to Isn't the promise, and, and we've been doing investigative reporting now regularly on the border, and the message is always the same. Basically, Joe told us to come. And so here, Joe Biden is encouraging illegal activity. People are being aided and abetted in the activity. They're even getting free transportation, and people are dumped into cities and states, and then the cities and states... Well, people need food and water and shelter and an education and health care. Well, that's all coming out of the American taxpayers. Uh, but isn't the idea holding out something of great value? And that is amnesty in the hopes that, oh, that might become a big voting block for Democrats if we give everybody free amnesty from around the world. Exactly right. And, and amnesty is the draw that brings these people in. They, they want to come here and become part of our society by the way i don't uh, care that they come part of our society yeah but but i believe in legal immigration exactly i believe in during a pandemic we ought to have health checks i believe that we ought to have background checks to make sure they don't have radical associations and also if we're we're, if we're going to allow you in our country you cannot become a burden on the american people you've got to show that you have the means to to uh provide for yourself i don't think that's too much to ask immigration program and that's what we should have and you know what it, we've reached the point where you look at it because it is and seems to be intentional in every way you begin to wonder quite frankly i do uh, almost daily is, is this an impeachable offense when you start talking about aiding and abetting literally hundreds of thousands of people to enter our country illegally uh and and as you say we we don't vet well, them adequately for there is for a help sworn or oath, isn't else. there to yeah. uphold the, the Constitution. All our laws are based on our Constitution. But you know what? They're literally aiding and abetting law-breaking and facilitating it. Congressman, keep us updated. Thank you, sir. Congressman Andy Biggs, Arizona. Quick break. Right back. Coming up next, our final News Roundup and Information Overload Hour. All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Sean Hannity Show, 800 941 Sean. if you want to be a part of the program 
Uh, as many of you know, I am obsessed with the great state of Alaska. You know, you know, light below zero. And, oh, my gosh, my favorite show, Deadliest Catch. And it's about crab fishermen and, you know, 50-foot swells and, and the hard work that is, you know, being a fisherman and being out there in the toughest conditions. And you're just pulling for these guys. I just love it. And all these survival shows, I mean, so many people... This rugged individualism that Alaska represents, I, I just admire it. And it's weird because it's the only state I haven't visited. I've been to every other state, and I need to go there. And I'm going to go there. I don't think I'm going there in the dead of winter, to be very honest. Uh, I'm not sure if I, I, I could get through a, a day with no sunlight at di- different times of the years, depending on where you're living. But I love the the rugged individualism of the citizens of Alaska, you know, and, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about the lifeblood of the world's economy. Well, that would be uh, energy. That's oil. That's gas. You know, that's why fracking is important. That's coal. You know, I'm all for, I guess, Warren Buffett and and Bill Gates are going to team together and they're going to build a nuclear reactor. I'm not against it. I'm an all the above guy. You can find me cheaper energy that would lead to energy independence, save the American people money. I think it's a great idea. I can't understand closing down Anwar, which is a wilderness. And I know because we sent our cameras up in the air to shoot video of Anwar. It's a it's a vast wilderness. There's nothing there. And the pipeline that they were talking about building and we have great oil reserves there that uh, that now Joe Biden and his new Green Deal socialist pals have stopped. You know, it it would be it would lead to energy independence. It would increase the world supply of oil, which means we would all pay less at the pump. It's about 65 cents on average. The increase in a gallon of gasoline and diesel since Joe Biden's been president. And now he, he gets rid of these high paying career jobs in the energy sector by eliminating the Keystone XL pipeline. Yet at the same time, he grants a waiver to the hostile regime of Russia, led by the hostile actor Vladimir Putin. And here's Circle Back Press Secretary Saki explaining this madness. I know that there's a lot of talk about Nord Stream and Keystone, and I'm just trying to help our help people understand it. Is there? Um, well, yes. So how is he urging other countries to take ambitious climate action if he's letting other countries build Nord Stream 2? First, we're hardly letting any country or other countries build Nord Stream 2. When the president took office, 95% of this pipeline was built. It seemed like there was the ability by the U.S. government to sanction some officials to stop the project at like 95 percent but you're not doing in in what way were we we're going to be able to stop a project in another country that's had been built 95 percent more difficult with the sanctions on some of these officials involved joey sippy cup your president actually granted a waiver for vladimir to to finish the pipeline and and allow his energy to flow right into our allies countries And so the hostile regime of Russia now will be supplying, oh, West Germany and other countries, the energy that we should be supplying them because we have larger resources than all these countries combined. But Sippy Cup doesn't want it here. Now, we happen to have also been the country to reduce carbon emissions more than any other country in the last decade. 
Joey doesn't talk about that either. Joey went right back into the uh, Paris Climate Accords, and we pay the bulk of that money, while China and India, they're classified as developing nations, and they pay a fraction, a tiny, you know, like pennies on the dollar of what we're paying. How stupid does this make this country? Now, the people that have been suffering the most are the people in the great state of Alaska. You know, you got Biden flip-flopping on fossil fuels and and all over the place. And he has allowed the new Green Deal socialists, has nothing to do really with energy, has everything to do with redistribution, to take control of his agenda. And Lisa Murkowski, the senator from Alaska, has been nothing but a huge, massive rhino disappointment to everybody. And as a result of her extraordinarily useless work in the U.S. Senate, she now has a primary challenge, and that challenger's name is Kelly Chewbacca. And she's challenging Lisa Murkowski uh, on these issues and more, and she joins us now. Uh, Kelly, how are you? Glad you could be with us. It's an honor to be with you, Sean. My entire family has been hanitized, and we invite you to Alaska. You would have a huge reception with very, very happy. I need to do a Hannity stop in Alaska. Where would now? What part of Alaska are you from? We're in Anchorage. Half the state lives here. We would get the largest stadium for you, and it would be packed out. I'm telling you, Linda, we got to go to Alaska. We got. I I love your Kelly. You got to talk to Linda. Ask her. I am obsessed (laughs) with every Alaska show. Light below zero. I mean, I cannot believe. You know, I'm like I'm sitting there mesmerized. At, at how people, their self-sufficiency, their resourcefulness, you know, I love, love the guys on Deadliest Catch. And I, w- I actually want to buy a, a, a fishing vessel and retire. But I don't, I don't know, I'll probably get seasick as hell, but what the heck. Um, I love your state. It's beautiful. It's majestic. It's incredible. And actually, it's one of the few states because of resources. You don't pay state income taxes. You get a check from the state government, right? That's right. We actually have a dividend that comes to us from the oil revenue that's made. That's one of the great things about Alaska. We have so much resource in the state. Most people don't know we're over twice the size of Texas, which is exactly why so many Alaskans are so mad at Lisa Murkowski and Joe Biden. We have so much opportunity available here, and we are just locked off from it because of the decisions that this radical administration is making. We're living without when we should be living in plenty. If if we now we had achieved for the first time in 75 years energy independence of, under Donald Trump's policies, he had opened Anwar, which had been closed, I think, since Jimmy Carter. And and all of those jobs now with the stroke of a pen are gone. High paying career jobs in the energy sector. How much do how what is how will this impact people that work in the energy sector in your state? You, you absolutely called it. So Donald Trump opened up access to ANWR for us. This is the, the concept of this is we've been fighting for access to this for six decades for us. So opening ANWR is like, if you think of a picture of a football field, the exploration, discovery, development of resources would be like the equivalent of a postage stamp on a football field. That's what we're talking about. Ronald Reagan couldn't even do this for us, but Donald Trump did. That's why Alaskans are, it's Trump country up here. We love Donald Trump. It's disastrous news for us, for our workers, our economy, our environment. No one does it cleaner or greener than Alaskans. There's not a single bureaucrat 
in D.C. who cares about our environment more than we do, but also for our national security. And Alaskans, we're patriotic up here. We love our military, and we understand that energy independence is key to our national security. So we lay this all at Lisa Murkowski's feet because she's enabling this radical Biden agenda. She was the key vote that let Deb Holland through to be our interior secretary that's locking all of this down. That's why we got to get rid of Lisa Murkowski. I agree. I think it's time for her to go. Let me ask you this. Will the will the citizens of Alaska, will they get less money annually now because of these new regulations that Biden has put in place? In other words, you have less opportunity to to provide energy, the lifeblood of the world's economy, because of his draconian bureaucratic regulations. Uh, I would assume every Alaskan can expect a lot less from the share of of monies that you get and you dispense to fellow Alaskans, right? In every single way, Sean, not only does it affect our oil dividend and the revenues there, but these oil and gas jobs account for directly 25% of the jobs in the state and then indirectly 50% of our jobs and then the vast majority of our state operating budget. So we've gone through $14 billion dollars in state operating budget from a surplus about a decade ago to now over $2 billion in deficit because of our resource industry coming under such attack in this last decade. That's how much it's affecting us. When I grew up here, Alaska was always in the top 10 of the states in the nation. Now we're in, always in the bottom three. We're at the top of the list for crime. Only three out of 10 of our kids can read. We're really suffering up here, and it's because of decisions like this. They're trying to turn us into a national park playground for the rest of the country. And the fact of the matter is, there are people up here who love this state, who just want access to our lands. You know, the Biden administration is trying to lock up 73% of the state so we cannot live here. And all we want to do is work an honest job, put a roof over our head, maybe send our kid to college, just live an American dream like my parents did. And they were homeless for a while, and now here I am getting to run for U.S. Senate. It's an American dream story. It's all an Alaskan wants. Are you the only person to step up to challenge Murkowski so far? Yes, I am. And I'm going to be the only legitimate conservative challenger in this race because right now the Alaskan Trump base has absolutely rallied behind this. We all That's see awesome. that the goal here is to replace Lisa Murkowski. But, Sean, we need America's help because we're struggling financially. So, if your listeners want to help us, they can help us at kelly4ak.com because we're going to need a lot of help. She's got the D.C. insiders supporting her, and we need financial help at kelly4ak.com. Kelly4ak.com is your website. My next question is, and, and I'm, I, I just, my gut sense, unfortunately, I'm usually right. I've been doing this 33 years. I would suspect that Lisa Murkowski, you know, if she loses might have sore loserism uh, disease, and that would result in her uh, trying to bifurcate and split the Republican vote if she ran independent. Would she have that option? So she has the option of running independent this year, and in fact, I think she's going to have to because already the Alaska Republican Party, by a large majority, has officially censured Lisa Murkowski and said she's not allowed to run as a Republican in Alaska. They've already put a lot of daylight between the party and her. They said she doesn't represent Republicans anymore. So they essentially said she has to run independent. Yeah, they've taken a strong stand I, I just already. Don't, I don't understand it. Them. I mean, because, I mean, th this is a state, and I'll tell you, I'm so stupid, and I admit it. 
that, you know, I'm stuck here because of the contractual obligations in New, New York. I can't tell you, you know, when I'm having a crappy day, I'm like, why am I not in a ranch in Texas or Wyoming or or Montana or Alaska? I just I just I just something about the lifestyle that I'm watching on all these shows that makes me think I'm missing the meaning of life. But and I love what I do. Don't misunderstand. But I just I look at this and I'm mesmerized by it all. It just fascinates me. You could absolutely relocate. I recommend it. Relocate. Okay. We have a lot of power players. I'm not going to disclose identities because yeah. people tend to move up here for anonymity. Can we a get lot a of more sun and heat in the winter. You got long winters there. You know, it's a little bit of a misnomer. So again, um, we train the Olympic skiers up here, and we have some of the best winters. But right now, we've got 24 hours of sun, and it is just absolutely life giving. Yeah, that's pretty best. cool. That's very cool. It's neat. Yeah. Well, uh, we, uh, we're looking forward favorite. to watching. We're going to follow your race very, very closely. And the people of Alaska deserve better, in my view, than Lisa Murkowski. She's been nothing but a huge disappointment. Uh, you clearly represent the, the rugged individualism and limited government pro-energy values that the people of Alaska desperately need and deserve. Uh, and, and you're great stewards of of our natural resources, our God-given gifts, which I appreciate. And uh, we're going to follow this closely, and we'll be watching. It's going to be a very important race to watch. Well, thank you, and thank you for your support. And so does Alaska. We want to get our seat back, and we want to rebuild this state and revive our economy, and it's all about our resource industry. So thanks for your support. 2022 and 2024 now mean everything. Uh, Kelly uh, Chewbacca, thank you so much, and we'll have you on again soon. Thank you. Thanks, 800. Uh, why are you looking at me like that? You think I'm a lunatic because I love Alaska. I love these shows. I'm addicted to them. I think you just in like probably a previous life were some kind of like rugged fisherman or I don't know. I love that. these things. You know, yeah, it, I don't really it, get it. By the way, is all it, that nature that stuff now, is not for now me. Now that you go to your new church, which you won't introduce me to or tell me about or the pastor, I can't get his phone number from you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it is pretty fascinating that Jesus chose 12 fishermen as his disciples. And, you know, because th- doesn't that represent, you know, the, the average, hardworking, great um, human soul, a fisherman. And it's a hard, it's hard work. It is. Anyway, I got to get, uh, Mike Rowe got me uh, one of those Deadliest Catch um, posters and I had a he. I asked him if he could get him signed by all the captains and and crewmen and stuff. And he got it done for me. I got to get it from him. Please oh, that's remind me. Cool. I want to put it. Yeah, I'm going to put it up in that. our office. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean is our number. Quick break. Right back. All right, twenty five till the top of the hour on a Friday. Hannity tonight, nine Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Uh, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, we expose Fauci. Uh, We also have on Rand Paul and Mike Pompeo. They know firsthand what Fauci saw and when he saw it. And we'll blow this wide open tonight. Uh, Oh, and I don't know if you saw this video. Where do you see this video we'll show you tonight? It's heartbreaking. Did you see the video, Linda, this woman in San Francisco that that this guy, these thugs put this woman's hair on fire? Did you see that? Yeah. What, What is where does this evil in some people come from? It's a very simple, there's a very simple solution. It's very, very simple. We have to arrest everybody. Once we start arresting people and keeping them in jail. No, AOC says we need to release more criminals to lower the crime rate. 
And uh, we need to reduce the number of people in our jails and reduce the number of jail cells. That's she says. Did she, did she say that while crime, she was stop building more jails? Was that while she was driving the Tesla on her By congressional way, I'm not salary? Tesla. I I'm, a, think, I'm against a Tesla on a congressional salary when you close down the opportunity of an Amazon oh, and then you complain uh, job, even though, you know, for the community. Donald Trump, what, gave 13 billion dollars to Puerto Rico and then to say my grandmother didn't get any help. When in fact, Donald Trump gave a lot of help. But, you know, I, I would suggest to the real speaker of the House, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, that, you know, she could always sell that expensive car get a less expensive car and help out her grandmother. I mean, or she could set up. Yeah, a I wonder how many payments page. she made to help her. I wonder. No, yeah. uh, Chad is in Texas. Chad, you're on the Sean Hannity show. Happy Friday, sir. Hey, Sean. It's great to talk to you on a Friday. Sean from Long Island, New York. It's good to talk to you on the radio. Okay. The point I have a talking now, point. By the way, I up. do not have as thick an accent as Linda. No, you do not. And I it wish kicks I in when I'm tired, though. I will tell you, I notice it myself. I started listening to you uh, 10 years ago in 2011. That's when I really got into talk radio. You, the late, great Rush, and also Levin. I wish I would have heard you when you first started, like in Alabama, years ago. But I was much younger then. But I Call in right now. Call with Talk Radio 770 WBNN, Sean Hannity Show. Uh, people make fun of me. It up at, I'm people call it in and go, listen to it. Yeah. Man, Hannity, you sound funny. I'm like, what you, me, I don't, I don't talk funny. You talk funny. It was hilarious. But, but actually, it was the funniest thing because I became pretty well known because everyone's like, listen to this lunatic doing a talk show uh, from New York, and, and you know, it ended up being a very successful show. Hey, you start um, until you finish. But one talking point, as Bill O'Reilly was saying, a follow-up question. Sean, in the past three months, you've been able to do a little bit of travel with your work. Interviewed President Trump of Florida. You interviewed uh, Caitlyn Jenner in California, all the way across the country, and then back to New York in 24 hours, plus your roundtable with the governors in Nashville. But what have you seen? Uh, your uh, observation, even though you weren't at those places for very long, but the amount of people in airport and then at where you were, do you see now two states are similar? California is different, but have you seen people are getting back to that individual liberty and freedom, and them making their own decisions versus a, a daggum government telling them, "Hey, mask, okay, you're vaccinated, plus a mask, you got to do it." What have you seen in those three states? Two of them similar, one different. Florida is the most open by far. It's not even close. I mean, it mm-hmm. just is. But I gotta give I gotta give a shout out to Tennessee. They've done a great job too. And and they're back to normal. I mean, you had this short period of time. If you remember, the liberal mayor of of Nashville was putting out fraudulent numbers uh, as a means of keeping businesses closed. John Rich hit the roof over that, rightly so. Uh, the mm-hmm. United Socialist Utopia of California and New York. I can tell you and report back to you that New York is <laughs> opening up again, but violent crime is worse than it's ever been. You know, we got this. I don't know if you know what the squeegee men are in New York. They're back mm-hmm. and graffiti is back and garbage isn't being picked up. It's a it's just a disgusting mess. Like the pre Giuliani days, these these guys come up to your car when you're at a stoplight and with filthy, dirty water, they squeegee your windshield and, and kind of demand payment and intimidate the hell out of people. Now, I'm not taking that crap from anybody, but I know how to defend myself. But, you know, for the, for the, you know if you're a woman with kids in the car, it's extremely 
anxiety provoking and very intimidating. So those, you know, that, that that's what you get with a billion dollar cut to the police department in New York. Now, I enjoyed my time with Caitlyn Jenner. You know, Caitlyn Jenner has all the right policy ideas. She really does. I think the hardest thing for California is to get beyond question one. Now, there's going to be a lot of things that happen between now and by the time the recall vote actually gets before the people of California. Question one is, do you want Gavin Newsom recalled? If 50 percent of Californians say, yes, he's out, then then you go to question two. And that was, okay. of this list of people, and there'll be a long list, including Caitlin. You know, who would you like to be the next governor? And that that person that gets the most votes there would be the next governor. Now, Newsom is trying to blunt this by announcing that he's going to be basically writing checks to two thirds of the population out in California. I don't know. Sounds like a quid and a pro and a quo to me. But what we'll put that aside for a minute. Then the other thing is they've had another very dry year in California. They don't do simple science the science of forestry, and it is a science, controlled burns, etc. So I would expect wildfires are going to be out of control as usual because environmental extremists you know, are so short-sighted they don't see the wisdom of following the science. The, the next thing that is going to happen in California is they're going to have these rolling blackouts all summer because they don't have the energy capacity because of, again... Mm-hmm. You know, with all the money they take in, all the money they have in surplus, you would think they could update their power grid, and they don't. So there's a lot of factors. Now, if Californians vote to recall Gavin, who's trying to bribe them with free money, so those are my words, not necessarily a legal term. He's enticing them. Let me say it that way. With free money, government money, checks, two-thirds, including illegal immigrants. If they vote to recall him, then California's got the best shot they've had in forever to turn that state around. Now, the problem, too, is they have a veto-proof, you know, assembly and Senate out there. So it's not it's going to be a very tough, you know, uphill climb on in every capacity. And I think most people in California, just like we see in New York, the reason they've they've lost population and they're losing congressional seats you know, for the first time in 171 years, the population declined in California. It speaks volumes. It has. It has. And I've, I've made several trips out to California by driving in the last year, and it's crazy to see how different it is. But on my way back to Texas when I drive, it is the amount of U-Hauls. Now, I could be, you know, taking a video or, or a picture of every single one that I pass that has a California license plate, but that's besides the point. One last talking point. And kind By of the way, you know, you know the shot. cost differential. If you're leaving yes. California to take a U-Haul to Texas, it's like 2500 bucks. But mm-hmm. if you're in Texas and you're willing to take the U-Haul back to California, you'll get it for like three or 400 bucks. You're doing, you're doing U-Haul a favor and, by, yes, ta- by driving absolutely. it back. You mentioned that New York is starting to open. It was no more evident than last night the Islanders game, the Nassau Coliseum. They had pretty much a sellout crowd, so it was oh, good. Man. Let me let me tell, don't even, even get me started. I watched that hockey game. I am so pissed off. Still, they had it. They they, Saturday, they were owning overtime, owning it. Game game four, Sean. You Saturday night. You ought to Saturday go, night, seven thirty, I believe. Yeah, you I'm watching go. Here's it. Here's one last thing. Sean. And then, by the one way, UFC thing. Saturday night also. Oh, well, stay home and watch both. <laughs> One last thing, Sean, I'll let you go. 
we love you here in Texas, okay? Now, you. you come to Texas, you heard, there's an open invitation, take you to a Ranger game, and go have a big, juicy, medium-rare New York strip, a ribeye steak that liberals are going to be mad at because it's red meat. You shouldn't be eating it. But, Sean, we love you in Texas. We hope you That's come. a bunch this of is- crap. I eat meat every day. I love meat. <laughs> I'm not changing my diet. Uh, I now I mean either. And by the way, I I am very careful about what I eat. I don't eat everything I want, um, except maybe usually one day a week. I have my cheat day, but otherwise I'm pretty disciplined. And I lo- and meat is the biggest staple of my diet. And I do- try and stay away from anything sweet. Uh, I limit carbs as much as humanly possible, and I work out like an animal. I mean, you know, I'm hoping I might live a, a decent life, long life. So I can be talking in perpetuity to myself at some point, I guess. Exactly. There's good carbs. You can eat those, Sean. Okay, there's good carbs and bad carbs. Stay away from the sweets. Your sensei probably tells you a little bit of that as well. No, he he, he hates the way I eat. He doesn't like it at all. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) God bless you. Appreciate it. Uh, Ryan in California. Ryan, we're just talking about your state. What's going on, sir? The United Socialist Utopia. You know, it's kind of funny, son. Um, Well, first of all, it's good to talk to you. the last, well, I'll get straight to the point. For first, I just want to talk about fallacy because it reminds me a lot when I was listening to you in 2016 and I was listening to this thing about Hillary because I was in the service then. And everything that came out, I mean, everybody around me in the service, the same things like, you know what, she can't escape this. This is impossible. This is everything we, everything, if we had done the same thing in her position, we'd be, you know, court martialed in this stuff. And it's just going to show when this is all said and done, like all the, Doctors and people were talking about Fauci. He's going to slip right through this. I'm telling you, he is. I totally agree with you. I've said we had a long discussion with Greg Jarrett yesterday that we don't have equal justice under the law in this country today. Equal application of our laws today. It is sad. It is tragic. And if we don't get it back in 2022 and 2024, I don't. I I have very little hope for the republic. It's I that important. I, I just kind of look at it like Hillary, like that was a national security thing. We're talking about something right now, Sean, that rearranged human life as we know it. And he knew that decisions he was making were wrong because of politics. I mean, at what point in, in human existence could people start getting held accountable for like the, uh, the guests you have? Uh, you'll on? get held accountable only if you're a conservative or a Republican. Oh, yeah, exactly. But it's like, is there no limit? Now, I mean, like I said, this is a global thing. So is, is there ever a limit of how much death and destruction and, and carnage that can be ensued in the name of politics and political gain before people wake up? Because like I said... You know what I, I fear? I now. love the fact that we're the United States of America. I love it. I, I really... I'm beginning to see an alignment and hearing chatter that I really don't want to hear but may become a reality if we're not careful. And that is people saying, why, why is my tax dollars being redistributed to states like New York and California? Let yeah. New York and California have their own socialist utopias. And, you know, stop stealing our money through tax, heavy taxation. You got to pay taxes or you'll go to jail. I advise everybody, pay it all. And, yeah. you know, at some point, somebody's going to say, forget it. We're not, we're not going to, we're not going to fund your reckless socialist utopia dream and yeah. i you know it's, it's it's we're almost at a point where the differences are irreconcilable and that well, that yeah, usually yeah. doesn't end well people say all right go your own way right 
Exactly. This is but, there's one gentleman uh, that I know. I think he might even had a guest. I think he's lieutenant governor now of North Carolina. Uh, a black guy that stood up at a, a city council meeting, and you know he he represented the majority, and that's what I look around. I I don't see every day, Sean. I don't meet the people that they say are everywhere, and that's the majority. You know the uh, the people that believe their uh, boy and girl is now a, a term. It's like not even. I mean, basically, no science involved. I can't even get into that because I'm a person of science, and they're basically trying to erase. Uh, you know, biological science is chaos. But when, why do they get the loudest voice? Why is their microphone so lit up and they represent probably 0.01 of human civilization? You know, the oddities. And uh, I like Ken Matthews made a good point. He's like, all this stuff existed before these oddities and stuff like that, but nobody cared. Nobody cared. They've always been around, you know, transgender used to be transvestite. All these things, there was a time when nobody cared. It's like, live your life, you don't care. But now it's like, no, it's not good enough to be live and let live. You're going to be forced to change the very rule of biological law. In, in, in Listen, I don't, I, I honestly, this, this, this topic, you know, I just believe that I'm, I'm actually a believer in Title IX. Can, you know, that there should be an equal amount of scholarships for female athletes and male athletes. And uh, I agree with Caitlyn Jenner's analysis of it in terms of, uh, people born biologically male playing in female sports. I know some people with honest disagreement, but I'll be honest. I, I, it's I want everybody to be happy. This is not this is not where the rubber meets the road for me. This is that's personal choice. That's your personal life. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean is our number. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. We got a great Hannity set your DVR nine Eastern tonight on Fox. Uh, Rand Paul, Mike Pompeo. They have a message for flip-flop Dr. Fauci and gain-of-function and what many are now seeing as a potential cover-up. We also have Steve Scalise, Jason Chaffetz, and Joe Concha. Much more, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox. We'll see you tonight. We'll be back here on Monday. Have a great weekend, and uh, thanks for being with us. You make the show possible.